Uh, you want to run the story? You got five hours until eight o'clock. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome to the Collegian Week in Review. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth Troutman and Aubrey Gulick. Welcome back to Collegian Week in Review. I'm Elizabeth Troutman. And I'm Aubrey Gulick. And this week we will have a special guest interviewer, our producer, Megan Pidcock, which we're very excited about today. So this has been a great week in Hillsdale because the fair is in town and we just finished up homecoming week where Witwat Way took the first place prize. That is a combination of Whitley, Galloway, and Waterman dorms. Today we're going to be talking to Rachel Kukaji, associate editor of The Collegian, about the five best fall coffee flavors. We're going to talk to Aubrey about a cool piece she wrote this week about one of Hillsdale's professors, Gary Wolfram, who's friends with a world record breaking runner. Then Josh Newhook, news editor for The Collegian, is going to talk about his experience at the county fair, the most popular fair on earth, is what they say. And I'm going to say a few words about the Mike Pompeo speech on campus on Monday. We have Rachel Kukaji, associate editor of The Collegian, and she wrote a very fun piece this week ranking the top five fall drinks of Penny's Coffee, the on-campus coffee shop. So, Rachel, what are those top five drinks? Well, I have to change it a little bit because, as I talked about in the article, I the project was you know, five fall drinks over five days, and then after I finished the project, they came out with their fall special, which is called sweater weather and that is a maple cinnamon oat milk latte and it's really good so now it's six and that would be at the top of my list and it's no wonder that it's their special apparently it's selling like hotcakes they just bought new maple syrup yesterday or something and the barista this morning was out and so i couldn't get it but i've wanted to get it every time i go back because that one's really good and then the ones that I came up with as like fall flavor combinations were uh, iced brown sugar shaken espresso. That's one of their previous specials. Uh, cinnamon caramel mocha, a brown sugar nutmeg cappuccino, an iced vanilla hazelnut latte, and a dirty chai. And for those of you who don't know, a dirty chai is a chai latte with a shot of espresso in it. Do you think, can the Collegian expect to get a similar article for top five Christmas drinks? <gasps> That's a good idea. I, I will have to go back and do that. I definitely could. You know, the mocha, um, it was a little Christmassy. There's a little bit of that overlap. I had the cinnamon and caramel in there to make it fallish. But yeah, I love to experiment with pennies. So I would be happy to go back and do that. The baristas know. I'm there like every day. The new dorm RAs know that too. They see me there because it's the only coffee I really like on campus. So, and I love the environment too of working there. So I will try to squeeze in a trip about once a day to, you know, and so I try out different things, but the vanilla hazelnut is more of a basic one. And that's something that I actually like to do on the regular, even just not fancy stuff it's also known as like a french vanilla latte i love the peppermint mocha at christmas time that's a really good one yes the peppermint is one of my favorite flavors for the winter time one time i tried to go peppermint at another time of year and it was warmer maybe it was november and i was like getting antsy for christmas and i remember i did it iced and it was just confusing <laughs> to my senses i was like this doesn't work but 
peppermint mocha is a good one so that would probably make the list and then it's probably something white chocolate maybe maybe a return of the cinnamon or caramel Mm, that sounds there's a lot of different things you could do with it (laughs) the flavors generally are i think the flavors that go with coffee better because coffee is coffee is like a deeper richer flavor and has that kind of nutty tendency to it i would say i think coffee tastes better with flavors like the fall and winter flavors whereas the summer ones like I'm all for a lavender latte, but it is kind of a funny idea, the lavender, when it gets too far into, like, rose and raspberry and sweet, like, fruity stuff, I'm not as much of a fan. It doesn't seem to suit the coffee flavor as much, just in my humble opinion. Would you say that Penny's is your favorite study spot on campus since it, in my opinion, has clearly the best coffee? Probably, yeah. I Like I said, I try to go at a time when I can get coffee and when I want to study there for a couple hours because it's got nice natural lighting, different seating options, usually some nice background music. So yes, it is my favorite study spot on campus unless it's a nice day and then I'll be outside. Sounds lovely. Yes, I can't wait to try these five drinks. Which one are you most interested in trying? I would have to say that I think I'm the most interested in trying that the new one, the maple the syrup special, oat milk yeah. one. Yeah, so the oat milk is a good choice for that one. I'm usually not a big fan of oat milk or any kind of specialty milks. Even though I'm kind of lactose intolerant, I will risk putting the whole milk in my coffee usually because it changes the flavor if you have like almonds. Like today, I was actually at Rough Draft and I got a caramel spice latte with almond milk. That was good because the caramel spice went with the almond. But Otherwise, if it has too strong of that flavor and it clashes whatever flavors you chose for the latte, it doesn't work out well. So like oat milk with something like a lavender latte, I personally don't really like. It's kind of, it's it's too much going on. But oat with maple and cinnamon, I mean, that's classic. That's like baked oatmeal or an apple pie or like apple crumble. Like Those are classic fall flavors altogether. So the very strong oat flavor really complements this drink and it's got that nice i I almost said weedy but (laughs) oaty but grainy smoothness to it that i think really adds to the drink so that is a good one on penny's part i can't wait to try it now you mentioned rough draft if you had to rank the coffee shops in town of penny's rough draft check rex jelly beans and aj's Mm. the big five i would say what would your order be? Oh, that's hard. Pennies and Rough Draft are my two favorites for sure. Not sure if I could say which I like. I mean, it is convenient to have charger change just on campus for pennies. And hmm, pennies has more different flavor options. So I like that. And I like the convenience of where pennies is. So I definitely go to pennies more. So I'll go pennies first, then Rough Draft. Honestly, have not had a ton of checker records. I, they have like all those flavor coffees. That's their specialty. So I have their drip coffee sometimes when it's on campus. That's pretty good. As I would then put Checker Records and Jilly Beans, limited exposure to both and kind of at the same level. Was that all you mentioned? I believe Before so. Them? Pretty yeah. Oh, and AJ's. A, AJ's is bottom for sure. <laughs> AJ's, baristas are nice. Their food is great. I get their grab and go all the time. I just personally am not a fan of the Zingerman's um, brew. It's just, it's not my favorite. It's a very distinct flavor. And yeah, it's its not my favorite. And it seems like their lattes and syrup always 
overpower it at best. Um, but when I get a drip, I also don't really like the flavor of the coffee. So I don't go to AJ's anymore because for me personally, it's I end up being sad that I spent my money that way. But that's just that's just my taste. I know other people that go to AJ's all the time. That you know, AJ's is their pennies. AJ's is their pennies. I like that. Now our listeners definitely now have. They will not be at Pennies and not know what to order. So thank you so much, Rachel. Uh, yeah, at least for, your for the fall, fall advice. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to try them. Thank you so much, Rachel. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on again. You're listening to the Collegian Week in Review. Aubrey wrote a really great piece this week for features called Friends That Run Together, Stay Together. Gary Wolfram reflects on his friendship with world record-breaking Kenyan runner Henry Rono. So Dr. Wolfram is a professor of political economy here at Hillsdale. I took his class last year. It was excellent. So Aubrey, what's the story? So essentially, uh, back in the late 70s, Dr. Wolfram saw Rono's picture in Runner's World shortly after Rono broke four world records in 81 days, which is super impressive. He's a long-distance runner from Kenya. Um, He was running with Washington State University at the time, and so Wolfram um, managed to get a um, year-long visiting, like, stint at Washington State University at the time he was teaching at University of Michigan, Dearborn. Um, and so he trained with Rono for a year, which is, I mean, really amazing. Um, they frequently ran like through the Snake River Canyon, um, as well as through the mountains in Idaho. So they would take, um, Wolfram's pickup truck out to Idaho and they'd run for a few hours. Um, and one of, on one of those runs, they actually ended up driving through Mount St. Helens, like eruption, which was really incredible to me. I mean something that I, I was always really interested in so it was really cool to meet somebody who'd actually like been there when that was happening um yeah and after Rono graduated he lived for a time in Michigan with Wolfram um which was kind of interesting um he ended up getting sponsored by a local bike sh- or local running shop in Ann Arbor and then went on to break another world record while wearing his shirt sponsored from a local like Michigan um, running store, which is kind of cool because he was running in Europe at the time. Um, yeah. And then in 2007, he visited Hillsdale for the Gina, Gina Relays, um, which take place every April. Um, yeah. So he's been to Hillsdale, which is cool. Awesome. <laughs> That's very cool. So Dr. Wolfram was a runner himself. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So when Dr. Wolfram um, began training with Rono, he was actually training for the Olympic trials. Um, He was going to try to run the marathon at the 1980 Olympics. Unfortunately, he didn't make the trials. I think he said he was short by just a few minutes, which is really, really, you know, it's really tough. It's a very tight amount of time. Um, Really competitive. Yeah, when I talked to um, Coach Bill Lundberg, who's um, a coach here at Hillsdale, he actually said he believes Dr. Wolfram is one of the top 25 like runners in Michigan. So he's really great at it. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I wouldn't have suspected that. Yeah, yeah. It's a small world, I guess. <laughs> yeah, wild. Where is Rono now? Um, Rono is actually currently, um, when I looked him up, at a high school in um, in the south southwestern United States um, coaching running. So 
Does Dr. Wolfram still have anything to remind him of Rono? Yeah, yeah. So if you visit his office, he will proudly show you um, some running shoes he actually got from Rono. They're hanging up on a hook in his office uh, next to the book sh- on the bookshelf. Or, um, he also has a picture of him and his wife and Rono and a bunch of the other runners um, and a previous world record holder and fellow Kenyan, Samson, who is, yeah, was also a really great runner. So, and I think he also has, yeah, he still has the original magazine that he saw, the Runner's World magazine that convinced him that he really needed to go to Washington State. That's pretty awesome. Thanks so much, Aubrey, for telling us about this great piece. Yeah, thank you. Radio Free Hillsdale's The Collegian Week in Review continues. The most popular fair on earth, the Hillsdale County Fair, is currently drawing locals and tourists. News editor Josh Newhook attended the fair earlier this week and is currently with us. So, Josh, when did you go? I went on Tuesday afternoon. Okay. Could you describe your experience at the fair? Yeah, so uh, Tuesday, it wasn't uh, too packed. Um, a lot of the crowds come on the weekends, but um, it was it was great. It was beautiful weather. It's been really nice weather the whole week. But yeah, there were a lot of great people um, to meet. I got to talk to some people who had been to the fair uh, for years, and a lot of people are really glad to get out this year, I think, especially since, um, yeah, there wasn't a fair last year, so it's been good. Awesome. So um, obviously the fair brings lots of livestock and animals uh, to the area. So could you maybe talk a bit about, I mean, I guess farmers or animals that you saw? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I am a big fan of the different roosters and chickens that are at the (laughs) fair. There are some really cool birds. So I'd say (laughs) definitely check out the birds. I was also in with the um, dairy cows as well. I got to talk to one guy who's been breeding Jersey cows for his whole life and he's 86 now, something like that. So that was a cool experience. Got to take a picture with the cow. That was a lot of fun. But just seeing all the work that they put into grooming um, and washing them and even just like learning how to lead a cow. It's, It's a lot of work that they do. So it's cool to see at the end of it all. Um, what people have with their their cattle so yeah awesome so uh, when i talked to uh the fair manager last week for the preview for the story um she mentioned that they have a baby animal tent um did you happen to go in or i did not go into the baby animal tent i did not but (laughs) i did i did see some uh some yeah young animals and young calves that were in the barn so awesome Um, yeah, so what were some of the food options available? Anything stick out to you? Or? There were a, there's a lot of good food at the fair this year. Uh, I tried the fried Oreos. Oh, wow. They were excellent. Highly recommend those. Um, I also had some cheese curds. Those were also good. Uh, if you like fried food, it's the place to go for that. Uh, they will fry almost anything that you ask for or you can think of. Wow, awesome. This sounds pretty fun. Josh, I'm actually going to the fair tonight, and I'm extremely excited. Mr. Miller, um, our advisor for the Collegian, brought us fair donuts at editing night last night, and I think we both can agree they were pretty delicious. They were very good. So I'm pretty excited to enjoy the fair. Do you have any tips for someone who has not yet gone to the fair, what they should see, do, and what they should eat? Ooh, I'd say try going on the rides first so you don't get sick with the food. <laughs> um, and then... 
Um, yeah, I'd say definitely get something get something fried that you haven't had before. That's my advice. Also, I think probably my biggest surprise of going to the fair is there is um, a display of fruit and vegetables that are really cool. If you want to see some really big fruit and vegetable displays, they, they have it at the fair. So check that out. Very cool. I definitely will do that. Thank you so much for giving us a fair update today, Josh. You're welcome. The Collegian Weekend Review continues. So I'm going to talk to Megan Pidcock, our wonderful producer, about my experience watching the Mike Pompeo speech at Hillsdale on Monday night. So, Elizabeth, um, what were some of the things that he had to say about um, foreign affairs at the moment? So he had some interesting points on Afghanistan. He said that the when he was in the Trump administration serving as Secretary of State starting in, I believe, 2018, he did a lot of work with the administration on how Amer the American military could safely exit Afghanistan. And he said that the way that the Biden administration conducted the withdrawal completely just disregarded all of their plans of hard work and that if they had gone with their plans, it could have been orderly. That was what he said about that and that he was disappointed and very disappointed in the results of the American withdrawal from Afghanistan. So that was interesting. That is interesting. Did he say anything about China at all? Yes, he said that the Chinese Communist Party is a threat to Americans. Uh, what's his opinion on the current state of America? He believes one of his big points that he really stressed was that we are not in decline. He said that several times. He said that Rome fell after three centuries of existence, and now America is in our third century of existence. And he wanted to make it clear that though we were at about the same timeline where Rome fell, that that was not going to happen here. He really encouraged the people in the room, most of which were older friends of the college and just a small handful of students, that they were the ones who were going to make, they, that the people in the room did not think America was in decline and that they were the ones who was going to defend America and make sure that the nation remained strong. Did he have any interesting questions in the Q&A? Yes, a grad student named Josiah Lippincott asked a very interesting question about a recent Yahoo report that came out actually only one day before he gave the speech that alleged that Mike Pompeo um, killed or kidnapped, attempted to, or planned to kill or kidnap the WikiLeaks founder, Julian Assange. So those allegations have not been confirmed. It was just the one Yahoo article that accused him of that. So we do not know if it's true or not. But the grad student, Josiah Lippincott, asked Mike Pompeo about what, like, what his comment was on that. And that was really interesting because no newspaper in America had yet received a comment from him on that. The Yahoo report said that he declined to comment. So we were able to get the very first comment from Mike Pompeo on those allegations. What his comment was, was don't believe Michael Isikoff, who was a reporter who wrote the Yahoo report, and don't believe everything you read on Yahoo News. That was his response to that. So that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, any other closing thoughts or thoughts generally? Yeah, it was really fun to get to go see a former Secretary of State give a speech. Um, I'm very thankful that I got to go. I got to go with Collegian Editor-in-Chief and 
a former collegiate editor, Victoria Marshall. So that was really fun and it was a great experience. Awesome. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. This has been Collegian Week in Review. We talked to Rachel Kukaji about her favorite fall coffees at Penny's, and we talked about Dr. Gary Wolfram and his friendship with the world-famous long-distance runner Henry Rono. We also talked to Josh Newhook, the uh, Collegian News Editor, about the Hillsdale County Fair, and to our host Elizabeth about her experience at former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's speech on campus that occurred on Monday. Some other headlines we're watching this week are Hillsdale accepted a federal grant of $837,000 to provide pay incentives for the police department, fund leaf collection, repair street infrastructure, and upgrade the internet at the municipal airport, and music director James Holloman passed the baton to new professor Timothy McDonald. McDonald is now the director of Big College Choir and the new Chapel Choir. Holloman will continue to direct the college's chamber choir. You can find the Collegian around town on our website or on our Instagram at hdalecollegian. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.